Hello and welcome to episode five of the Bear Claw podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado. With me, as always, Zachary Stein. Da Bears. And back with us again, it is Isaac Turgeon. Wah, wah, wah. Packers fan extraordinaire. All right. As far as cleanups, I don't think was there anything you guys uh cleanups from like the last episode? Yeah, from the last episode. I didn't I didn't find any or anything, so no. No, we fucking crushed it last week. You know, I mean besides besides obviously, you know, like our 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 guesstimate on on how the game would go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even um, Isaac was off on that one. Like, and stuff, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. well, we, we said 40 between both teams, and the Packers scored. At best, I think I said wrong. like 43. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was like my high or something. I did get the Bears score right, though. Nice. So I'll take that. Yeah, that's a dub. Take it where we can get it. All right. Well, no way around it. Might as well just get right into it. We're going to recap this week one game that happened that was the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. At Chicago. So as we get into it, I just first wanted to get, let's just do a little vibe check and just see how, uh, give everyone the chance to kind of talk about how they feel it, uh, about the game in general and just things that kind of stuck out to you and that you wanted to uh, hit on and talk about. Overall? Yeah, I mean, the overall vibe check? Um, general, yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm sure we're going to dive into some yeah. shit here. <laughs> Yeah, my general vibe was that shit sucked. <laughs> that was not fun. <laughs> Isaac, I'm sure your uh, vibes are riding high, huh? Yeah, I mean, we executed and controlled the trenches, and that's basically the recipe to success. I mean, we just kind of spoiled the offensive game plan. Whatever there was, you know, we took care of it, and we kept collapsing the pocket, creating third and longs keeping them behind the sticks. I mean, they kind of shot themselves in the leg early on with all the penalties and stuff like that. But A lot of lack of discipline on the Bears' part, honestly. Yeah. But I think um, all in all, we con- we controlled the trenches, and that was a recipe for success there. Sure. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, start off. We're going to talk about what went wrong and uh, for the Bears and what re- went right for the Packers. Let's uh, start offensively. Um, I guess we can start with the Bears. Uh, what went wrong for us offensively? What um, went wrong for us offensively? Is yes. that what you're asking me right yeah. now? You're yeah, asking yeah. us right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> what went wrong for us? <laughs> what did you guys see? <laughs> uh, the, the goddamn list would have been shorter if we went, what went right. <laughs> like that was kind of... I mean, the list would be... Uh, well, not Yeah, it would be way shorter. <laughs> uh, what went wrong? Let's see. Um, uh, Nate Davis, Cody Whitehair... Uh, uh, Chase fucking Claypool. So the O line, Chase Claypool. Yeah, what the fuck is his traffic cone out there? What the fuck is his problem? Um, and why is he like? What are we doing? So, I mean, the fact that this that the issue and concern had been raised during the preseason, and during the off season, and the preseason, and camps, it to me, I'm like, I get that we made, I get that the front office is like, no, we fucking traded out the 32nd pick to get this dude like let's he has to be out there he has to be yeah. out there at a certain fucking point no he doesn't yeah, at a certain no. point he does not at a certain point he doesn't deserve to be out there as a Chicago bear he doesn't deserve to be out there like as a football player just no i would much rather i'm like you know what at that point start someone else 
help bring someone up from the practice squad, bring someone yep. back that we dropped even at that point, they're going to give it way more effort than what he ever did on that field. And that looked, yeah. that was a fucking, it was fucking pedestrian. That was a shame. Absolutely. That's yeah, honestly of all of it. That's the thing that pissed me off the most was watching. Him. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was that at least where... they kept trying at some point. Like they yeah. weren't thinking the communication wasn't there. Um, I, I mean, kind of branching off what Isaac said, like, yeah, they collapsed the pocket really well. The yeah, offensive line just didn't have that gel yet. So, nope. um, but at least they didn't like just stand there and let people write through, you know, just like, did you he got lit up by a guy that was like 50 pounds and probably six inches shorter than him mm-hmm. and he got lit up right into Mooney mm-hmm. and he they he took out they took out Chase Claypool and got the tackle for Mooney in that one play that was fucking ridiculous disgusting I don't know why he's I'm with you I don't know why he's still around if this was a problem and we <laughs> talked about it going into the preseason and stuff and it's already known like you know what the sad thing is there is actually I have found not one but two different articles uh, from from like Pittsburgh and Steelers fans, uh, like news outlets, basically like talking about Claypool and his lack luster performance. I don't even think yeah. you can call it a performance. Like it's literally he just was out there, and he was just a body. He was just a body on the field. Yeah, that was yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, the offense, offensive line was not good. Mm-mm. Justin Fields had – I think they, he's already on the tra- same track to be under pressure as much as he was last year. Um, there was just no pocket. There was no time. They were in his face. The Packers did a really good job of putting pressure on him and getting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Created a lot of the, stunts just from the front four. I mean, it's not like we did a lot of blitzes or anything. It's just a lot of – That's just it. It was like standard shit. Yeah. Like – which to me tells me that it's not the Packers aren't unbeatable. I they no. looked good because they were going against a team that was not like gelling across the board, but they absolutely have some stuff that they need to work on as well. And like, so there was nothing like super special or difficult or like unseen when it comes to their to their defense and and what they were showing out. Like, I'm like that. I think that's what was also kind of disappointing was like they weren't really doing anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, Standard defense showed, I don't know. It just, I feel like, and I I heard this a lot and I feel, I agree with it, that it just showed like you had all off season. This is the first game. This is one of the big, this is the game. This is like the biggest game. It's going to be the tone setter. That's already like, you know, let alone the first game. Week one is always the tone setter, but then you have your rival at home. Everyone's ready. There's been all this hype in that off season. You had the entire off season to get ready. And you'd look like shit. You look like that. It just showed like a total lack of preparation. Like, what did we spend? What did we do this entire time? See, I, I like, what are we doing? I, I, I think, I think that's coming at it from a perspective of the idea that we were going to win out the NFC North this year or something. Like, and I think that expectations need to be tempered across the board. The fact of the matter is, ultimately, it's just a do better than three wins season. It's and, and like and like we decide defined in the beginning any type of growth across the board is going to be a successful season. Sure. So sticking by that, I, I watching the first half, I was like, okay, it's still manageable. Let's see what changes we make at halftime. Mm-hmm. It didn't really get out of hand until like the late <laughs> third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that was when it really sort of, you know, took a dump. And my big thing is, okay, well, we know what isn't going to work. What are you going to do now for week two? What are you going to do against the Buccaneers team that looked halfway decent, um, but also has just as many issues? Like, you know, they they easily could shoot themselves in the foot next week. So um, it's not like they were the most disciplined team out there in their game. You know, they they still have good talent out there, but they're not unbeatable either. So can the Bears make adjustments? Um, I mean, the Buccaneers would be a good test because, I mean, they yeah. blitzed, I think, 50% of the time yeah. last week and created like 12 pressures. So, yeah. I mean, they're kind of beating up that O-line. I mean, it caused... That defense came out like, heavy in that yeah, game. Yeah, they were ready to play. And the offense, I mean, they freaking pounded that too. Like, that was... That was great. You know, I, I was honestly like impressed by the Bucks showing out that way against yeah. the Vikings, who have, I mean, a solid O line, one of the best in the league. Like that's they did. Their tackles are solid. Oh, their yeah. interior is the the issue. I mean, their right guard Ed Ingram just is a revolving door, basically. You could see it. I mean, but I mean, ultimately, like that's what I'm looking at is are we able to make the changes that we need in order to um, you know, finish more than three wins this season. That's that's the goal. If we were saying, you know, even on the front office said that we only uh, got 70, maybe 80% of what we need to fix, you know, like done in the trades and off season and such and um, things, the pieces that we acquired. And, um, you know, I'll, so I think that they still are looking at this as a rebuilding year, that it's not necessarily the year that we're going to like, I think that we have a chance to, to you know, challenge for a wild card spot if we can make the right changes. The talent is there. I don't think the talent's not there. I just don't think they're not they're clicking. And that was the other issues that we saw, like on the defense side of the ball, was just they're not clicking. Which we talked about going into this was the idea that they hadn't all played together yet in like a real game situation. So not even during the preseason games um, because of injuries and stuff from camp and crap. So. I mean, ultimately, I'm not. I don't think it's necessarily like complete and total, like, fuck this season horseshit. You know, it's just, it's very no, frustrating. I don't think that, either, don't think that just, it's a show yeah. out in the first game really either, though. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was really frustrating. And I like, I, yeah, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. I think, it, I don't know. I guess I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I get it. And I think, it, yeah, I do need to temper expectations. But I, it still, it was just like, this was not an unwinnable game. And I don't think, like, so I don't I don't think it's uh, it's too out of hand or too unreasonable to be like, what the fuck are we doing, you know? Uh, so did we hit on what went right for the Packers? I, I feel like uh, offensively for the Packers, what went, like Jordan Love just, this was like the perfect game for him, like the perfect just for him to get into a rhythm. Like it felt like he had all day in the pocket. We didn't really get to him. Like he made some pretty solid passes, but I don't think the green Bay offense looked like crazy. Like it didn't look amazing, but I think they did. They did what they had to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, I said a lot in the, I said a lot in the off season that this team's going to run smoother without Rogers um, in a QB who can create within the system. And I mean, that's exactly what they did. I mean, they scored on the opening drive and we did that once last year. Yeah. So, I mean, already showing improvements within, you know, just trusting the scheme and trusting the system. I didn't really understand taking Aaron Jones out in the second quarter because he was. I don't think anybody that understood was, that. That was a silly. That was what, I was like, what are was they? It was winning the game. You know? like, I was like, this dude is untouchable. Like, what, what are we? 
like why would i was like i mean hey i'm not gonna complain about it but yeah. also what <laughs> like at least let me watch some fun i guess <laughs> i mean they started utilizing him right after halftime and mm -hmm. that's when we started running the score up i mean it's you just gotta trust your playmakers uh, i saw that what do you think, Stein? Do you feel like uh, the Bears weren't trusting their playmakers? I've seen a lot of stuff online that people were saying it seemed like the coaches on both sides of the ball weren't really trusting the I would say so. Uh, number one, I would say uh, Mercedes Lewis was not utilized as heavily as he should have been. He was only, he only was in for what, five snaps. Hmm. And um, uh, absolutely could have been leveraged more. Uh, Rashawn Same Johnson obviously Moore. didn't really start taking out until, I mean, I mean, he showed out for sure. Yeah. Um, and for you know he he was in for 29 snaps i mean he could have upped that obviously but he's also not the number one right now so i yeah. mean i get why not but at a certain point like recognizing all right well this isn't clicking but it is for johnson let's yeah let's go ahead you know he got most of his snaps a lot of his snaps came in like the garbage time towards the end which yeah um sucks but also you know uh I think I think he did. I think he showed out really well. I was I was excited for him in the preseason, and I was excited when we picked him up. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how how he develops. Um, yeah, I don't think we, we were trusting a lot of our playmates. I mean, Moore had in that same vein. What, DJ, two yeah, touches? DJ Moore only had two uh, two targets. So I mean, that's the guy who we traded the number one pick away for. This guy was supposed to be like you know. He's supposed to help Justin Fields take that next leap, and well, that's just it. Is he's like, not. I don't necessarily think that was on him either, though. Like, no, I don't think it was his. <laughs> that no, was that's not immediate. Not that was looking away from your number one too quickly, sure. Like, which is a development issue from mm -hmm. a quarterback perspective. Like, you have to allow the play to develop. Now, the other issue is that the, the pocket was collapsing a lot, so yep. I think he was checking down a ton. It also didn't help that in the first half they were had so many freaking like screens built out like what yeah you know, I, I didn't i was like i get Letting like trying to get a couple yeah. of short like connections to build that confidence to build that steam or whatever but uh, that is not what that felt like at all that just felt like no. really weird play calling i mean he had four passes over 10 yards yeah. so i mean and i mean one of them was the darnell moody touchdown so it just shows what he can do but doesn't have time and i mean i think the scheme kind of failed him mm-hmm so to answer your question, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was necessarily that. I think it's a combination. We weren't trusting our playmakers, but we also didn't give our playmakers enough time to, I don't know, make a make fucking please. play. <laughs> yeah, you want let's uh, let's dig in a little bit on Justin Fields, just because again he's a he's a big part of the offense. He's the quarterback. How much responsibility he took after the game? I saw he was apologizing to Bears fans and saying, you know, we're going to be better, we're going to do better and stuff. Um, how much do you think this falls on him? Because I think uh, seeing a lot of people picking apart all the play, all the things that you know, wide open passes that he could have made, stuff here and there, and it's like, I thought, <laughs> I don't know. For me, looking at what happened yesterday and like the rhetoric that's been going on after, it seems really frustrating because it seems like uh, I was hoping that this season we would kind of, and maybe not be totally done with it after week one, but we would at least have more answers and not be still doing this speculation and going back and forth of like well field isn't making wide open passes well also he doesn't have a pocket to pass in well also he you know he's not getting the ball out in time well he's hanging on too long he's not he's making runs blah blah, blah. um so i'm curious on your guys' opinions where you land on that and uh how much of this falls on justin fields shoulders i'll let you start i think um i mean 
there's not a lot you can do when the pocket i mean i think we created 26 pressures i mean that's ridiculous yeah um but also i i did see um i watched a little bit of tape and i think there was some shots that maybe he could have taken i think maybe his timing just got rattled a little bit just from all the constant pressure that had been you know brewing up the entire game yeah um so i think that just ultimately screwed up his timing just a little bit and um yeah i think it was just kind of like a a combination of everything just you know you have all these expectations and then just you can't you know the team can execute so then it's just kind of falling apart mm-hmm. i think it was just a just a combination of multiple things I would agree with that. I I don't think that it's all on fields at all. Um, you know, I we've said early on, and I stand by it, that it's a lack of consistency with the offensive line. Um, that didn't change after week one uh, because this is still the first time that they're, like, fully playing a full game together. So, yeah. again, like, got to give them time to gel, got to give them time to figure this out, and mm-hmm. that's not going to happen in one week. And it might not happen after two. It might not happen after six. Like, sure. But if they can all stay healthy and they can all keep working and they can all like get to where they need to be, you know, that would be nice to see. But back to fields, it's a hundred percent that if he doesn't have a line, he's going to stop trusting the line. Yeah. And he's going to stop trusting the process. Mm-hmm. instinctually survival kicks in yeah. of not getting sacked not yeah. giving up a fumble again not you know like it's and that, that's the thing i feel like if you're not going to have a consistent like he's not going to play in the pocket and be comfortable in the pocket if you know if three-fourths of the plays he's the pocket's collapsing in on him before the play has time to develop he's not going to that you know that other one-fourth of the time he's not going to play like he has a pocket because he's not going to be used to having one you know, he's a, at a certain point, he's going to rush through his reads. He's go, because he never knows when that's going to collapse. Right. He and right now, the odds are more in favor of it collapsing than not. You know, yeah. so so I think I fully agree with how Isaac put it as far as like you know, getting rattled, and that's going to throw off your rhythm. That's going to throw off your ability and your routine as as a quarterback to make it through your progression. You're gonna you're gonna rush that. You know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that Moore was only targeted a couple of times. Like, especially, you know, they hyped up like how well they've been working together and connecting, like in the in the in the off season and the preseason and through camps and such. And it just, um, and it, you know, they clearly connected a couple of times during the preseason games and and, but in this one, like, yeah, the line, I feel like they never had a real shot. You know, they no. just could not find a rhythm. So. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think that that's on fields yet. I don't. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's the thing about any Chicago quarterback is unless they have an offensive line, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be fully on the quarterback. It doesn't matter who it is. No. Yeah. Also though, um, it just, I mean, it's reminiscent of last year. I mean, it's the same, you want to see improvement, but you also have to give them the things to improve with. And they gave them the tools, but if you still can't get an O line around them, he's not going to. That you know, trust the system exactly. <laughs> you can get all the receivers you want, but if they don't have time don't have, to make their routes, yep, and you don't have time to make your fucking reads on those and routes, even, like even then too, I think like early on in the game too, I was really I was realizing and I felt good about I d- I did feel like Justin Fields wasn't taking off with the ball right away. 
and I do think he did a better job early on in the game and throughout the game of like trying to give you know the play time to develop but I mean like we keep saying it's like when the pocket's uh, collapsing in on you 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 gotta go or you take the sack or something I do wish he would throw with the ball away a little more I think that's something <laughs> that he doesn't do like you can just chuck it dude just like get rid of it <laughs> i don't think he does that enough but i'd still i don't think that's um, that's also a skill that needs to be taught like that mm-hmm. must be learned because there i mean there are some people that trying to throw it away can't, that can't figure it out really? <laughs> they, they under throw it or something or they yeah. like or they're like oh there wasn't a receiver in that direction oh shit okay you know just <laughs> yeah. that play when they were in the red zone was crazy when lucas van ness sacked them I mean, he thought he could get that around, but he wasn't expecting Van Ness to be that, you know, explosive. Yeah. He had every chance to throw it away, but he just thought he could get that edge and paid for it. I mean, yeah. that, stunted the, that stunted that TD drive. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too, though. It's kind of like with the situation he's in, and I think that's a good example of it, is like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? Like you, he's trying to make something happen. Or make something happen, and I don't know. I feel like he's just going to get criticized in some, one of those situations either way. And like, uh, did you see? Generally. Did you see his um, on the Quay Walker pick? That was kind of all his fault because he followed the receiver the entire time. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. got his I'm eyes throwing to right you. Yeah, like he yeah. He, 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 yeah. he gave that away like yeah. from the snap. He fucking uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He like brought he a clean his, pocket his, too. Yeah, like he like. Like he just, but like he it just made it obvious. Like he just sent the signal out. Like it was just yeah. like you know, with his eyes, it was very easy to read where he was gonna throw the ball. That Literally, it, it would be like it would be like on like first take or anything, you know, where they like they'll go through the the replays and then they have the little spotlight that they drop on like the players when they're running the routes <laughs> yeah, for the people. Yeah. That's exactly. It was like he put a giant spotlight on him. No, literally, yeah. Let it that one through. that was on him, one hundred percent. That's the thing. Think about... Go ahead. No, no, you go for it. You go for it. Uh, I was just going to say, I, there's things like that. Like, I don't think Justin Fields is totally innocent. I think he's taking, he, he'll take responsibility, and I think there are criticisms to be made. But then it's like, there's certain things that it's like, you can't, I, I feel like we, at this point, we're just still in that frustrating position where it's like, okay, but we can't really fully evaluate him because of the O-line and because of the things around him. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, it's just tough. What did you guys think about the Luke Getty game plan? Wasn't one? I mean, I I was. <laughs> yeah, there 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 was one. I mean, obviously starting out with all of those little screen bullshit and they kept getting blown up too. Yeah, and they just yeah. kept resorting to it. And like they're like, nope, we're going to stick to the script. And I'm like, well, well maybe don't. You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe don't. <laughs> just mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, most of Fields rushing came off of scrambles not off of design plays designed runs yeah and i think that's another issue that i had i was like there's no like boots either i was like bro you still have i'm like i get that you're trying to develop an offensive system where he can stick in a pocket and not have to run but he is also very good at running so why wouldn't you include some of that not just that you got mercedes lewis in there who's a solid like blocking tight end on top of stuff like he can catch, but he can block too. You've got an extra fucking lineman out there that you could be utilizing, and and they just weren't he, five snaps. That was it. That's crazy. I mean, that's the it's kind of reminiscent of like the beginning of last year too, when he would he never really called design runs for Justin Fields, but then when he did, yeah, he didn't start Justin doing Fields it till the end of the season. Off. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think that's kind of why I feel like uh, when I was touching on the lack of preparation thing, where it's just like he's not doing the things to set up his – they're not doing the things to set the players up for success, I don't think, all the time. And I felt like that was pretty evident this game. It It reminded me very much of like <laughs> – of like Tim Tebow and some of the teams that he played for, where it was yeah. like, come on, you clearly know that he's not going to fit in a standard system. Why would you suddenly shift your system away from what his strengths are? You know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of what it is here. Like, I get that you want to try to get that pocket built again. However, you need to find a fucking balance and make sure you do have some more design plays for his legs. Yeah, while you can. So otherwise, otherwise the other thing is the defense is never going to be like, they're always going to be able to apply pressure because the only time that he's running is when he's scrambling. Yeah. That's not where he's good. I mean, he's good at extending plays and scrambling, obviously at what, 54, 59 yards or whatever. But like, but I mean, he's more efficient when it's a designed run for him with different options and such, you know? So um, throw that in there, make defenses like, Sit for a minute, make defenses, make better, like more conservative decisions as opposed to being like, oh no, we can fucking do this all day. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just yeah. that. The the other fact that like a lot of that pressure was primarily from their the front four of the Packers, that was also an issue. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it didn't require a lot of extra shit. You yeah. Know, they didn't have a buttload of blitzes. You know, it, it was like, no, but they had solid pressure. Like, it just, yeah. yeah. That's what, that's one of the things I did like is that duo of Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark. If they can keep that up, I'm, I'm excited for that. Because, I mean, they look – I mean, you did say earlier about how they didn't have bootlegs. They did, but they got blown up quick by, like, Van Ness blow up that one bootleg in the red zone. And then Devontae Wyatt just absolutely, like, didn't bite on the bootleg at all and just, mm-hmm. I mean, got him for, like, a loss of 10 or 12 or something like that. So, I mean, my issue I think with... he might have – Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think you might have just seen it wasn't working and just completely chuck it out, you know, with the game plan. Sure. My issue with bootlegs, though, is there's only so much you can do. Like, mm-hmm. you can try to dress it up as much as you want, but at the end of the day, a bootleg's a fucking bootleg. And when you've got, when you have Justin Fields, like, a bootleg is a dead giveaway. It's not, it, like, to me, I don't think that that's even the best designed run play for him, you know? Like, sure. that's, um, and so I feel like, the Packers defense absolutely was like, oh yeah, we're going to practice bootlegs because, you know, that's an obvious one. And I think that they were very ready for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. At a certain point, at least the offensive coordinator made was like, yeah, we're going to stop doing those. <laughs> so, so it did look like there weren't that many because there weren't. Um, but I mean, I just I mean, want to check. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, it's hard to fix you know, a league low offensive line in a year. But I mean, they famously went like conservative and free agency and like lack the depth. So I mean, when something happens, they just kind of don't know what to do. I mean, with like Tevin Jenkins going down, yeah. they just had to work with what they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, if that's which we discussed last week too, like, yeah. you know, the idea of like, yeah, we're just going to hold out because he's on a week to week or whatever. And people, they got some reps in at other positions so that they could float if they need to and well they need to. And I'm like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it creates a slow rise if you really want to improve, you know. Yeah, that is my big thing, I think. Obviously, we got Darnell right, and he did – he for his first 
big for his first pro game. Like mm-hmm. he did well, you know. Yeah, he did. He played pretty good. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, other than that, it's kind of like. So when you go through like PFF stuff and and they will list out like top five, bottom five offense, defense, you know, um, it's nice when you can get a handful, you know, like three or four of your offensive line as the top five offensive players. You never want to see three or four of them in the bottom of the offense. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yeah. like ranking every single player that touched a snap, like in, in a game. And, and when three of your five are in the bottom five, like that's an issue. Yeah. That is problem. an issue. I think it was all your interior I, guys, right? Yeah. 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 I did see some criticism of uh, people were, talking about how in the offseason they don't think uh polls did enough to address the offensive line well and i think that he knows that too you know that it was it was getting i think i like the moves that he made we could we have done more sure however offensive line are also expensive like they're i mean to get better than what we have like they're it's going to it's going to cost a pretty penny sure. um i can see why you know, he said we only got 70, to, we were only able to address 70 to 80% of our needs. I think the other 20, 30% is strictly offensive line. <laughs> and I yeah. think that that's what, he, I think he knows that. Sure. Yeah, I think it's yeah. important to remember too what you were saying earlier, just, uh, just to temper expectations. Because I mean, even though we did talk about how they were close, they weren't all blowouts and some of them were pretty close games against pretty good teams, we were still three and 14 last season. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be hard to uh, come back from and, you know, have a really really successful season the next year i think there just is going to be a lot of bumps and bruises on the way if we're going to have an upwards trajectory justin jones talked a lot of shit to put nothing on the stat line i think he recorded one pressure in like 35 snaps jesus Mm -hmm. but he was he was he was one of the big talkers from the bears was he oh yeah i would also say i mean so like looking at are we are we done with the offenses? I mean, like, are we, are we... I think the only thing I wanted, the only other thing I wanted to talk about offensive wise was just like the lack of discipline and just some of the penalties that we took at really key points that I think uh, kept uh, Green Bay drives alive and led mm-hmm. to scoring opportunities for them. And, I just and that's that really was, hard to do at home. That was kind of frustrating. Like control, like you should, that you should not be making those mistakes at home. Like mm-hmm. you should be making those mistakes if you do on the road in like, you know, a bad environment. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You're, not at home. So yeah. yeah, that was that was definitely an issue. But I think uh and I think I wanted to we can talk about what went right. What did you want? Did you want to move on to something else, Stein? Or I wanted to talk no, about No, no, no. We can we didn't hit well, yeah, what went yeah. right from their offense. Go for it. because um, I think yeah, I mean Jordan Love just did what he had to do. Romeo Dobbs is really good too. He had some really impressive plays and stuff. And I think their line was able to, you know, give him a pocket and uh he took advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing was just watching how kind of calm he was in that environment. I yeah. mean, going into Soldier Field, being the, you know, heir apparent to, you know, two MVP quarterbacks, got a lot of expectations, and he went there. And, I mean, like you said, he did what he needed to do. Um, and it's not like we had, like, any – nothing was, like, stretching the defense thin. He was just kind of executing how he – you know, what he needed to do. I mean – we didn't get the ground game going really. I mean, AJ Dillon was like 13 for 19 yards, something like that. Um, I mean, we were without our top receiving threat. I mean, Love didn't like scramble a lot, so there was no like outliers or anything to stretch the defense thin. It was just 
good execution. I mean, simple as that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, they weren't perfect. Um, you yeah, know, we looked I a lot of things I, on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I saw this. I think uh, Justin Fields got a higher PFF rating than Jordan Love did that game. Well, I mean, Love also only completed what fifteen passes. Yeah, I'm just yeah. no, I'm not to, mean, like, like not, yeah, he had I'm three touchdowns, saying, like, but they not, were also like not know, like just, his credit. I just think to like say that like I don't think Jordan Love had a crazy ass game. Like he just he did, did what he had to do. No, 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 he had a and their offense generally did what they had to do. They came in. That's just fucking, it. Yeah, like I've seen. I've just been seeing a lot of shit on Twitter. It's like the people are holding like weight to the PFF and being no, like, no, yeah, just in fields, and I'm like, so I give weight to the PFF the same way I give weight to a scale that measures your weight your body weight is not the end all be all when it comes to overall health um, yeah. it it is a factor it is a measure a tool that we use for measurement to guide that so for me that's how i see the pff is like it's just one of the many tools that we leverage to um you know that but it should be used in conjunction with other tools like it sure. shouldn't be the end it, all be all it also wasn't by much like it no it, you know it wasn't like jordan or uh it wasn't like uh Justin Fields had a way higher rating. It was by like point one or something. It wasn't crazy. Well, I think, I think the biggest, you know, the biggest issue in Jordan Love's game was just missing wide open layups. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean that's PFF doesn't like that, so they're gonna, you know, <laughs> that's what they're gonna look at. Um, and that was the main issue in camp was a lot of kind of layups that were being missed. Um, I mean, like with the Luke Musgrave thing, he just—I think he didn't want to—he didn't want to set his feet. He was trying too much to be like Aaron Rodgers and just like throw off balance, and he just overshot him by yeah, like yeah. three yards. And I'm like, just trust your, just trust your three-step drop, and then that's a that's an easy, easy hit. But um, I think he's trying to get too cute with it sometimes, which I think, I mean, hopefully he can fix, but. I think that's that was the main thing is he just yeah, left a lot out there. Yeah, I don't think he was. I mean, you have to think he's also going to have like some residual issues, some residual maybe like bad, um, what what habits mm-hmm. that he had picked up from a certain somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so the fact that he didn't have more of those is a, I think, is a good sign. Good um, as far as like. So kind of getting back to, you know, what I was saying about the Packers, I don't think their their offense was amazing by any means. I think that each of them showed, like, came out and performed well above average. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some gaps that they can address. But the thing is, they're all manageable. I don't think there was any – there were no, like, huge red flags, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I think that they have a solid uh, core, and if they keep going in the right direction, they're going to be – a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, yeah. I think this kind of ties into the Bears' defense as well. But I mean, the Bears kept rushing four on third and fourth down plays. I mean, they weren't creating any blitzes. I mean, I don't know if it was like a lack of pressure being able to get created because they didn't couldn't rely on their secondary. Um, but if you can't create pressure with that top four, then that you know that scheme just kind of goes out the window. And, I mean, Jordan Love was had a perfect passer rating on third and fourth downs he was seven of nine for 129 and two touchdowns with a perfect passer rating on third and fourth downs yeah so, i mean which is wild and that I was my other issue with with yeah so, sorry go ahead 
No, I just was gonna. I just don't think like uh, it doesn't matter how good your secondary is. You know, if you're from if you're not putting pressure on the quarterback and the quarterback has you know all day to throw, eventually the receivers are gonna get open. You know, and I don't think as good as they are, they're gonna be able to cover. The oh, you time. mean you mean if there's if your pocket doesn't collapse, your you, receivers yeah. can run their fucking routes. <laughs> they and have the quarterback time can make can actually make a, make a progression. Yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, That's crazy how that works. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Um. What were you gonna say? Fuck, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think we can, uh, unless there's any final things on the offense for either the Packers. Uh, or I will players. say I'm, I'm excited to watch Aaron Jones this year. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, he may be a fucking Packer, but, like, I he is absolutely one of the, like, I think most exciting players in the NFL right now to, to watch with the ball. So, mm-hmm. um, Offensive player of the year candidate, maybe. I mean, if, if they are... <laughs> keeps that up. I, oh, yeah. absolutely if, if he keeps that up but again if they trend in the right direction they're going to be forced to rec- be reckoned with for sure yeah. Yeah. which which i don't think like that might be said jokingly might you know but i i really think that he could throw he could absolutely throw his name in the ring if he he absolutely has the skill and the talent you know combined mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I told you guys beforehand, Aaron Jones' masterclass was coming. Yeah, I told you that. But I mean, that's what that's what Matt Lafleur does. I mean, when the top receiver is out, he's been historically good, and that's because Aaron Jones just they go to him early and often, and he does what he does. I mean, how I many all-purpose yards did he have? It was like 160, 170, 120. He had 80 okay. receiving yards around there, and then 41 rushing yards. Gotcha. Because he only had two receptions. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, but they were but huge. One of them was yeah, one was fifty yards, and the other was thirty. So, so I mean, it he had limited snaps because he, I mean, wasn't in the second quarter and wasn't in there late because of hamstring bug. But I mean, and weren't all touches. of those yards after after the catch as well? Uh, like not- majority of them, yeah. The second one was on a an angle slant yeah. out of the backfield, but the other one. Was so, I mean, he was screen. close to the line of scrimmage at the point when he, when he got yeah. it. Yeah. Like the majority of the yards that he got receiving were after catch. It, it was yeah. not like he was downfield and caught it. Like, yeah. And no, I, think, I think that's what the bears failed to do is just, they couldn't, you know, that's what, that was the bears game. Plan, I will was, say, you know, get those screens. Johnson, when he did, when he was finally able to get out there, he showed out on some of the same, same Definitely. style of, of uh, he, I think he showed his promise. You know, I said he would be a, a decent dual threat. He's got fresh legs because he was part of a solid one-two uh, with Texas and coming out of college. He his legs are, do not have a lot of mileage on him. You know, so um, it, it was nice to see that he was able to do both. He he ran and was able to get a couple of solid receptions out of it. So um, very promising, I think, for him as well. It'd be interesting to yeah, see. What direction he goes? Imagine what he could do with like a real front line too. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. our run blocking was rough, though. I gotta say, um, I will say I think that the Bears' defense set the edge fairly well uh, when it came to the rushing plays, for sure. For you sure. know, which which is going to funnel it, which is going to allow the linebackers to do their job. You know, and and the, the tackles to be able to like have a decent shot. So, um, I wasn't upset with that. Setting the edge is important. So, um, and that was something that we lacked last year for sure. Like we gave up way too much anywhere basically run the ball wherever you want didn't matter yeah <laughs> inside outside whatever um so i i thought that that was a positive to take from the defensive side yeah i, I think generally what went wrong for uh 
the Bears defense is what went right for the sh- uh, for the Green Bay defense was just that they were able to get to the quarterback and put pressure and not some time. Well, I would go back to again like the my number one question mark when we were going through the defense episode was they've never they have not all played together like all eleven men had not been on the field in like a live action so um you know it just kind of i think it's going to take a little bit for them to gel again i think the talent is there i think they're they're very talented they're they are above average players like we might not have a superstar but we definitely have some that are up in like the the all-star category it's just like they're just not not they're not there yet they don't yeah they're not a team they're not a unit yeah not yet and they had, I mean, they had too many injuries throughout camps and shit. Like they're just, I feel like they have not had that. And you could see that. You could absolutely see that yeah. <laughs> out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you feel about the defensive game plan overall? Disappointed that we didn't have more pressure, especially with, especially with the front four that we have. And I mean, they. I feel like they didn't even stunt much just on the front four. I feel like it was, yeah. it was a lot of just straight shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're not all that good to just do nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that's very rarely do those defensive lines show up where they're like, no, we don't stunt because we don't need to. You know, like that's. Um, but also not creating as much pressure with like, I just did not feel like it was a bears football defense you know which i was looking forward to a little more bears defense this year uh, especially with you know eves being able to allegedly spend more time with the defense and him being defensive minded like all right well let's see it you know um but yeah i i was disappointed again i will say uh, like i i saw some positives i saw us setting the edge better than we did last year and um Gawkway did he did all right he did a pretty good job yeah so, yeah no I, I i don't and our linebackers too tj edwards wasn't he was looking pretty good and eh, i was actually very i was disappointed with edmonds and edwards um I, I i but again i think that that was just that lack of gelling as a unit right now again i don't think it has anything to do talent wise i think it's just not quite there you know sure. um you know, also going through like, actually, Edmonds and Edwards both were in the bottom five for the defense. Um, whereas Roquan Smith was the Baltimore Ravens' top-rated defender. Yikes! <laughs> With an eighty-six point two overall grade on seventy-seven snaps, whereas like Edwards was in for fifty-nine, Edmonds was in for sixty. You know, um, and they scored. 49.3 and 51.2 respectively. I mean, that's, um, it was tough. I don't think, you know, uh, Justin Jones, we talked about that. Like that was a disappointment. He, he only performed at 39 snaps and he didn't even really, his name was not called a whole hell of a lot, you know, uh, which, yeah, if you're going to talk a bunch of shit, like, you gotta make it up. I'm sorry, bro. Like you got to at least try, you know, and it just now granted only being out for 39 snaps, like, when the defense was out for twice that almost like, I mean, it makes, it's interesting, you know, that like, and I think that's because certain schemes he wasn't in on. It's like, 
unless you're one of the primaries who's out there for every, almost every snap, like don't limit yourself, you know, yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> I think, I think where the linebackers uh, faulted was in the pass in the past game, but I think in the run game, they did good. I mean, Edmonds sniffed out some good plays and was pretty instinctual in the run game. I mean, he had two tackles for loss, and, mm-hmm. you know, blew up two of those good plays. Um, but I think in the run game is where they shined, but in the past game, I think they kind of got, you know, schemed around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially that was another issue that I had with the bears offensive scheme was we really didn't do anything in the mid. There was like nothing in the middle of the field ever. Like it, it just, it's like, we didn't even try mm. I with, with any like midfield passes. It was, <laughs> it was like to the edge and, you know, weird uh, screens and shit. So anyways, uh, but yeah, as far as like the defensive side, yeah, no, I, I think that they were performed well. Again, I think they performed well on the run because we were able to set the edge so well as far as like funneling in and locking it down. So there, there wasn't an area for rounders to bounce out too much, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and cause the other defensive players to have to make wild open field tackles and shit. So yeah, I think that, yeah, looking back, I think the the Bears' run defense definitely held its own for the most oh, yeah. part of the day. I mean, considering they were also going against Aaron Jones, like that. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that they did pretty well. Uh, first time all together, like that piece was nice. So now I'm like, all right, well, let's tighten up on some of the pass piece and see if we can't get a little better next week, and then maybe even a little more after that. I think that it, uh, yeah, we can talk about outlook for week two later but yeah that's all in all i wasn't fully as disappointed with the defense as i was with the offense uh the defense kind of hold its own from held its own for most of the game it was they kept them to four they kept the packers to 14 until the fourth quarter so and it was really in the fourth quarter that they just all fell apart um, i think it felt reminiscent of like last year when it was like the bears seemed like they got a good drive going and then just kind of shot themselves in the foot at the end. I I did feel like I was really frustrated because I agree, and it, it did. It just felt like last year, and like even even going back into like with Mitch Trubisky and stuff like that, where it was just like I never felt confident with us in the red zone. Like I was always a little bit nervous and just waiting for like something to screw up in the red zone. And I felt that a little like once as the game went on, I kept feeling that we get down and we get close. I'm like, all right, well, hopefully we can score here, but how are we gonna fuck it up? And I just was waiting for that to happen, you know. We had 24 going into the fourth quarter. Did you? Yeah. Because we had the two Aaron Jones touchdowns in the second quarter, I believe. Oh, I was, look, I was reading that wrong. Or yeah. in the third quarter. In the third. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was reading that wrong. And then Good the catch. fourth quarter, the touchdown was the Romeo Dobbs touchdown and the Quay yeah. Walker pick. Quay Walker wanted that touchdown, man. He was looking like Marshawn Lynch out there. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Got to get him on offense. Better than A.J. Dillon. AJ Dillon had a rough one today. I mean, I think he was just taking what the what the line gave him, but he couldn't work with much. All right. Uh, so I think we can just we can get into the uh, positive takeaways now. We'll talk about what what we can take away that was positive for the Bears, and then we'll go into the Packers. Uh, I think Roshan Johnson was a huge bright spot. I think he played really well, and he ran over a couple guys, and it was really cool watching him run. And I think that was one of the big takeaways. Um, other than that, though, I don't, I don't know. Darnell Wright was I, a good was, one. It was a bright yeah. spot for me. Um, yeah. I, I was keeping a tight eye on him just because 
he did come out of the SEC so highly rated and um you know honestly OT is a hard spot is a hard position to play um especially at, at, like when you get in the professional level there is this leap from college to pro and uh I think that he did very well I think he performed above expectations for me um you know first real big game uh first real pro game I mean like preseason is one thing but like full stadium like <laughs> soldier field against your rival old, one yeah. of the oldest rivals in all of sports like this is it, it, the one of the most exciting you know like that's uh that that's a lot that's huge so uh and i think he did really well especially coming in on one of the you know lowest ranked offensive lines in the country um i liked what i saw from mercedes lewis i just wish i saw more you know five snaps is not enough um he needs to be leveraged much more yeah um the run game defense and the run game defense yeah absolutely yeah we couldn't Um, really get to the second level too much with our line over with our uh Offensive line, and I think to linebackers. set the edge, close the holes, funnel them in through the gates of hell. You know, it was it was great. Well, I think that was their game plan was funnel them to the linebackers, and mm-hmm. I think the linebackers held their own. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also where you know Jaquan Brisker shines is you know in that Derwin James kind of role, close to the almost like a linebacker, you know. Mm-hmm. And they have they have the playmakers to you know rally to the ball. And I think that's exactly what they did. All right. And uh, positive takeaway for the Packers. I'll let you start that one, Isaac. We don't really have to hit positive takeaways for Packers. I think we kind of addressed them. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, it's a better podcast, so I don't yeah. want to be like. No, no. But I, still, we can talk. I would like to do it. Just positive takeaway. I mean, I'll kick it off. Like, I think positive takeaways for the Packers were one, there were no huge red flags uh, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, like a lot of it was just minor things that I think can be adjusted. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Jones is a big one, right? Like who is yeah. like going to be a giant awesome. Uh, but um, ultimately that question mark of Jordan Love. Well, again, yeah, he only had what, 15 pass completions, but out of what, 27? He didn't have to throw the ball that much. You know, you know, like that's kind of, um, I'd love to see him in a game where he does, where, it, where it's a shootout, where you have to throw the ball to either stay in it or to be aggressive and keep a lead against mm-hmm. another quarterback who's able to do the same so um i'll be interested to see when he has to push more like 35 passes instead um you know may- maybe even 40 uh I, g- granted i don't think that green bay has the like necessarily has the offense scheme to need that um but i, I want to see how he performs under a, a more big against a bigger quarterback um and then Right, I don't know on the defensive side of the ball, it was uh, they were able to apply really good pressure with very little. You know, um, is that consistent against a better offensive line? Would be so. I, I think it's a bright spot, but I also think it's still slightly a question mark. Is okay, could they do that again against like I don't know the the Cleveland Browns offensive line? You know, who who are one of the top rated offensive lines? Like, granted, their offense shouldn't be but their line is you know <laughs> so um could they apply that same type of pressure against or, or against the eagles front line you know like that's we'll see we'll, um remains to be seen but but it, for now, they looked good for today looked good yeah yeah i mean that's 
that's the big thing that we've been looking for is, you know, to be able to get versatile on that defensive line. And I think we finally moved on from the people we had last year. And now we have way more. I mean, you saw Devontae Wyatt chase out, you know, Justin Fields in the backfield. We have athletes out there. And I mean, being an athlete is one thing, but being able to execute is another. And I think what's his name? You know, Von Ness? V- Van Ness? Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. Rookie, uh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. You have real athletes out there. And I think, um, yeah, we didn't really have to blitz much. Like you said, we um, have a great blitzer in Quay Walker as well, but we just, we didn't have to. We get, we did a lot of stunts and we got the pressure and, you know, we got, we were able to collapse the pocket and make the offense uncomfortable pretty early. And we just kind of, you know, ran off that. We didn't have to get off track too much with that. Um, I think our safeties, Darnell Savage looked great. I mean, he led the team in tackles. He definitely picked up after his slump year last year. He just rallied to the ball and was super instinctual with, you know, finding um, his holes and stuff like that. But the big takeaway was Jordan Love and just how calm he was and collected and being able to go out in a soldier field, you know, with all this pressure and get it done. I mean, it's hard to do in Soldier Field. It's one of the most hostile places to go. And I mean, he did it. And For the Packers. Yeah. It's one of the most yeah, hostile places to go for, for the Packers. Let's yeah. be very clear here. All right? yeah, very it, true. It's not when we play other people. Like, yeah. it's specifically when we play the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he has this pressure to, like, uphold this rivalry. And, you know, oh, for sure. They're leg up on the rivalry. And I think he did it. I mean, I think he did what he needed to do. And, just the offense was able to execute. All right. Any final thoughts on the overall, just Bears versus Packers? I'm excited for week 18. Yeah. It's going to be two completely different teams, I think, it, by then. I yeah. fully I so. agree with that. Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we can go into the, just a quick week two preview. So. Next Sunday we got the Bucks, the Buccaneers. They had a pretty good game recently. They beat the Vikings. Um, so how are we feeling about it? I feel like this is an important game. To I mean, I don't know. You just <laughs> after the way this started, like it, this is really important, like to show, like all right, what are we gonna do now? We're already facing adversity after the first game. How are we gonna take it? Are we gonna be able to gel more? Are we gonna be able to you know get more downfield passes? How are we gonna? How are we gonna react to uh, pressure? How are we gonna be able to stop them? Stuff like that. And I just think after the big disappointment for the Bears, that was week one. I think it's important. And I think the like all of them, the Bears in general, the coaches, the players, everyone's under a little bit of a little bit of heat right now with that first uh, first week performance. Outlook for week two going against the Bucks. First off, I don't know if you watched any of the Vikings Bucks game. Um, it was, it was a pretty good game. Like, yeah. you know, they were, I think very similar to the Bears Packers game before, you know, all went to hell was um, there were a lot of positives, but there were a lot of like stupid mistakes there, you know, like uh, across the board for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm like surprised that people shit on the Bucks so much uh, coming into this season um, because while yeah, they lost one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time um, to play the sport ever. Like they still have a lot of their returning squad 
um, who have like, I felt like that was a big slap in the face and I'm like, ah, I felt like they were going to come out with something to prove. I think they will be a halfway decent team this year. I don't, I don't think there's any way that they're dropping to like the bottom of the NFL just because Brady's gone with a halfway decent quarterback. They'll be able to still do some damage. They still have, you know, solid wideouts. They still have a good offensive line. They still have a decent secondary or a backfield on the defensive side of the ball. Like most of their starters are still there. You're and they're good defense. Like they're not terrible. They're not amazing, but they're also not bad. Like they're good defense. So, um, well, we were giving praise to the uh, Vikings offense mm-hmm. uh, last week, and I mean the uh, Bucks defense held them held them pretty good for most of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean their offensive line is the Vikings offensive line is still rated as you know one of the better ones. Um, they absolutely had some mistakes throughout throughout that game, yeah. but on on the same front, I think Cousins did as well. Um, you know, uh, I felt like there was some miscommunication with him and, and the receivers a couple of times, um, which is odd for cousins and his receiving crew. Like usually they're, I feel like they're fairly tight knit, um, and reliable. So it'll be interesting to see what changes the Vikings make, but going into week two, obviously I also very interested to see, um, how the bucks do. Also, I'm not quite sure why people shit on baker mayfield as hard as they do like as though he's a terrible quarterback because he's not and his record and his stats prove that as well like he's not a terrible quarterback he is he is he is at average to a slightly above average quarterback like again you put him with the starting squad that you've got at the bucks he can still do some damage so yeah he makes um, plays. He makes plays. He can extend plays. He he has makes decent reads. Um, I felt like he didn't. He he wasn't trying to force as much to happen as he does as he's had to in other offensive stints that he's done. So, um, for week two, I'm that's what I'm looking at. Is I want to see are we able to control their run game and force them to pass? But my other issue is that. that passing unit is going to be a challenge and i want to see how how our how our corners hold up to that um and honestly i want to see how i would love to see how some of the linebackers hold up to it like we know that we can hold we can do well against a run can we tighten up midfield at least and so that we know we can kind of funnel where the passing is going to go so the buccaneers didn't really have much of a rushing attack i mean they had Mm -hmm. They average two yards per carry. So, yeah. I mean, I think they should be able to, you know, I think you guys should be able to hold that. Um, I don't want, and that's the other thing. I don't want to just hold. I want to see some fucking takeaways this next game. I think the opportunity is there. If we can actually pull some stunts, if we can actually bring some pressure, if we can actually give me a fucking blitz every now and then, like, you know, that's the other thing. Baker Mayfield is average slightly above average he can make mistakes too you know like give him the pressure make his pocket collapse even if it's only one side jesus christ come on like give us something Mm -hmm. um make him sweat a little bit yeah i think that it i i honestly think it could be a tighter game than this one was flip side if we don't make any changes whatsoever i think the bucks end up beating us what was this 38 to 20 yeah so I mean, like, <laughs> it really comes down to: Are we going to make it's any changes us. or not? Yeah. So, 
I mean, they're coming off with their confidence sky high. I mean, they took down the NFC North champs from last year. And yeah. In, the one thing in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is a fucking hard place to win, too. Yeah. I mean, they're 8-1 and one last year in Minnesota. Um, yeah. But the one thing that I think will be an issue is Todd Bowles loves to create pressure from everywhere. I mean, Devin White had 10 blitzes. just. By oh, himself. yeah. That defense was fucking on fire. I They gave up. They brought, what, the second most pressure plays since, like, 2019. Yeah, I think they called 50% of blitzes the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has – the defensive coordinator is, like, has – he is, like, yeah, no, pressure, pressure, pressure. So that's what I mean. If we can't make changes on the offensive side, like, we're fucked. I, yeah. I don't see it going well um, from, that, from that perspective. But I think our defense could keep us in the game with the right changes as well. So, yeah. I mean, you guys got the Chiefs in week three too, so it's a rough. Oh, it is a rough start to the season for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I think, think Bears a... fans are going to be pretty upset over the next couple weeks. I think this will be a pivotal game here. Just to at least get a good game. Just to get a good here. game. I mean, yeah, yeah and even just – I mean, if we can expectations, if we can at least do better than we did and make improvements from last yeah. this past game, I think. If the line doesn't collapse as often, if Fields has the opportunity to attempt to get through a progression, and the wide receivers have the opportunity to like run some routes, um, and we can actually see what a pass not under pressure looks like. You're right. You're like, and that's what we need. We don't know what that looks like, really. We just don't. Yeah. And that I think that's what's going to determine whether or not Fields is a subpar quarterback, but a really good runner. Yeah. You know, or or if he's like, oh no, this is what he could actually turn into. Is like, no, he's actually an above average passer and a very good runner, like an yeah. elite runner. You put those two things together and all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, he could be dangerous and he could be – let's get him some more consistency on the front line then. So, yeah. Right. I mean, when when they send all those blitzes, they have to play man coverage on the backside. Um, I mean, that's a recipe for Fields to kind of do what he wants with his legs. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where I think I want to see more more designed runs towards him. I want to see like what what – do, are we changing with the offensive scheme? Uh, the defensive screen, I want more aggression. You know, even honestly, I would love to see more aggression, even if we miss opportunity, even if we like miss an open field, a tackle or something like give the guys an opportunity to be aggressive though. And, and like, yeah. cause none of that even happened. So yeah, I just, think that's a big thing too, is on offense and defense is just give it like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, let just let Justin Fields air it out because we do have to find out if he can fucking pass or not. Like you know, so don't stop trying to fucking coddle him and just let him do it. If he fucks up, then we know at least what we got. And mm-hmm. The same thing with with defense. I just think on both sides of the balls, we just weren't giving our playmakers opportunities to make plays and trusting them. Um, and so hopefully we can. I mean, fuck. Hopefully we can change that this week and at least find out where we're at truly instead of you know all these question marks. Um, it does look like Levante David, who was a big part of the Bucks defense, is questionable right now, and then it looks like uh, Kyler Gordon, uh, who's a big part of our defense, is also questionable because he le- he left the game. Yeah, they still haven't talked much about that. Well, who who does Green Bay have week two? They got Falcons. Yes, Falcons. Thank you. Falcons. Uh, a manageable Saints. game. 
Yeah, Falcons, Saints, Lions, and then the Raiders. So, I mean, if we can go into the bye week 4-1, and one, I'll be fucking happy. I mean... Honestly, if you can get in three and two with wins with against the division, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that puts you in a good position still too. Um, I think New Orleans has opportunity. I don't think Atlanta's going to be a huge issue. I think I think New Orleans will be a good challenge. Um, yeah, New Orleans looked flat against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but, but they 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 can improve. They have a lot down there they can do. Yeah, and then the Raiders are. I mean, I think that that's going to be a halfway decent one too. So, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G's with them now, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was seeing he's, he did pretty good this week. The so Buccaneers looked like the best team in the NFC South, to be honest. They really did. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, holistically, sure. And they honest again, they should be like they did yeah. not let go of a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> this is a team that has like been a contender three years in a row like whoa you're just gonna pretend like for longer really like oh you're just gonna pretend like oh well he's gone so yeah they can't do it now like, wait, what come on they they can their their division is very winnable <laughs> so. i want to see the bears put brisker on some stunts or some shit get him some pressure you know he's got speed he's got the tackling ability he's more athletic than i think what what people realize too for um, sure He's got that nose to find the ball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those. That was something that was always like when I was playing that like a coach could just tell me, like, find, get me the ball. And it was like, that was like my challenge, you know? It was like, oh, mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. I'm I'm stuffing it. I'm getting a tackle for loss. I'm I'm, I'm getting a turnover, you know? Like I'm causing something, some mayhem at that point. And I feel like he is that type of player of like, if you just give him that opportunity, again, trust your playmakers yep provide them the opportunity to be playmakers then yeah he could be a lot of fun this year to watch you know who's leading the league in passing touchdowns <laughs> who's that mac jones tua and j love all got three passing touchdowns mm-hmm. Did you see Tua's? Did you see? God. That game was fucking insane. That was stupid. Like, he just, okay, that is the closest to watching college football that I've seen at the <laughs> professional level in a while where he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to air this out because someone's down there. Like, that's, he was down that, there every time, too. Every fucking time. Every goddamn time he was down there. And I was like, this dude is, I mean, like, watching him do that in KC was one thing, but him being able to replicate that in Miami is like, God dang, he's still so fast. There was one, he literally just outran the guy. No, there were no cuts, no juke step, no, no, nothing. No hard steps, no, no, nothing that a receiver does. He literally just ran just straight. Pure speed. Right by him. Yeah. Gone. That's it. He was like, no, this is a foot race, and bitch, you're gonna lose. <laughs> he just lost. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. So we've made it through. Any final thoughts? Anything you guys want to say? As in respect to the uh, Bears or the Packers, I suppose. No. Go back, go. No, no pressure, but I would say I like taking it back to what Isaac said earlier. I'm excited for week 18, and yep. I think I I personally feel, yeah, it was a rough one as a Bears fan, but 
there were some there were enough positives and we have enough time to work towards that. Yeah. That if, if we can keep consistency and keep the injury level low so that these guys are getting more and more playtime together, week 18 is going to be two very different teams facing each other. And I think, and I'm looking forward to that. I want to see the final version of these two teams mm-hmm. facing each other. And I honest to God would love for it to be like a division deciding game, not just not, not, you know, for where, shits and giggles and for both of us, yeah. I would love for it to be for both of us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That'd be fun. Hey, positives for the bears. The Panthers look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> you can get Marvin Harrison or something out there. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> the Panthers look fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I think we're just wrapping up here for now. So, uh, Stein, what do you got for the people that you want to share? Man, just go follow us. Uh, you know, there's this cool podcast I heard about a couple of guys that enjoy watching Bears football, no matter how rough it can be sometimes. Um, uh, check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. Uh-huh. Flicks is spelled with an X. Mm-hmm. And uh, jimheroes.com. Uh, website is up. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's that's me. You can hit me up via email if you need to coach z at um jimheroes.com so i got your own domain there you go wow all right well did what you about you did you like going last last week isaac or you want to go second yeah no yeah go for it all right uh well you can follow me on instagram uh at ohmar daniel um you can find my music on spotify and apple and wherever you find music that's uh, just my regular name, Omar Daniel. The podcast, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, give us five stars. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. Those are the two main ones. And our handles there are the Bear Claw Podcast. And uh, if you want to send us an email or, you know, you got something to say to us, you can send an email to contact at gmail.com. But I think that's about all I got. Isaac, what do you got for the people? Um... Just my Instagram. I post all my music on there. Um, I'm working on a few projects that are should be releasing in the next few months. So um, that's where I keep it updated. My Instagram is Isaac, E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. Um, yeah, just stay tuned with that. Very cool. All right. Well, Isaac, thanks for joining us to be uh, joining us these past two weeks. It's been fun. It's been really cool. Of course. Uh this week's honestly podcast. welcome back anytime it's just fun to talk football yeah so. it's always good to talk football um always. so that's it for this episode uh next week we're gonna be going against the bucks we have been doing uh on fridays we were releasing on fridays but now we're gonna be trying to do it we're gonna be trying to releasing episodes within at least two days of when the bears play um so that's gonna be usually either on monday or tuesday uh, we'll try to have it out as soon as we can but we got lives so we can't always get it out you know the same day or the day after but yeah yeah that's a tough one but, I mean, fuck it. It's a long season. There's still improvements to make. I don't think uh, I don't think the sky is falling quite yet, even though it feels like it. But yeah, all right, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good week and uh, fucking bear the fuck down. Let's go. Deuces. <laughs>